Father, we want to thank you for this morning. Lord, once again, we approach you this morning in holy reverence. We come with our hearts, we come with our minds, our soul, our body. We gather to you this morning, even as you have summoned us to this mountain, to this place of your good pleasure to this new reality where you are giving us instructions and direction for the days you have brought us into. We thank you, Father, this day that your spirit, once again, will instruct us, will lead us, will grant us wisdom, knowledge, understanding to engage the realities of the days we find ourselves. Thank you, Lord, this morning that we can hear and we can follow the instructions of your spirit. There are so many things that you are saying on different levels and different planes and heights. Emphasis, oh God, that if we're not careful, we might just miss them. But we come, Lord, this morning with a sense of quietness to hear and to listen and to be taught again. In fact, this morning we pray that we will learn to hear and not be in a hurry. That we will learn to hear what your spirit is saying at each interval, at every level that we will hear clearly. So we will listen to the instructions and guidance of your spirit and know how to connect with you and how to represent your voice. So we honor you once again that you have released to us the supply of your spirit that will enable us, energize us, Lord, we have not come with our own strength. No, we've laid down every form of human strength. We come because you have proclaimed upon us a Sabbath. A day of new beginning. A time where your spirit is renewing all things again. Your counsel in the earth is becoming clearer and visible. Men are beginning to align to your divine instruction. The flesh is giving way. Our idea and wisdoms are giving way. We are coming into the day of your spirit, into the day of your life, into the day of your light. We thank you, God. You are showing yourself strong on our behalf again. We are realizing that indeed the race is not for the swift. The battle is not for the strong. 
the bread is not always for those who claim to be wise. We thank you. The Lord, as we obey and listen and follow the instructions of your spirit, that you will lead us into that place that is called your good pleasure. Once again, Father, we embrace your speaking this morning. You've been speaking to us in the past three days in such a way that only a fool would not change. You've been speaking to us and we respond, Father, to your voice. Lord, as we engage the month of May and you begin to speak to us again that this is the month where we must begin to engage the spirit that wants to destroy our economy. Lord, as we understand what is called wickedness in high places over our spiritual atmosphere, over our national atmosphere, Lord, we ask you this morning to undress and redress us with the right gear, with the right war gear, with the right equipment, oh God, so we can engage this principality we thank you, Lord, this morning, Lord, that you have already given us the victory. As we respond in obedience to what your spirit is saying, we declare, oh God, that this morning, that the shift that is required in our nation will become, in fact, visible. That the shift that is required in our home, in our home, in our family, will become a reality. Lord, this morning, we want to learn more of what is called the economy of your kingdom. We want to learn how to live, how to prosper in the midst of famine. But we don't just want it for ourselves. We want our nation, oh God, to prosper. We want the people of the land to prosper. Because that is what you desire for them. Your word de de declared that it's, it's not your desire that we live in, in poverty, in sickness, in disease, in infirmity. No. Your plans for us, they are plans of good, not of evil. So we choose to believe what your word says. We stand on the side of healing, deliverance, prosperity, transformation, advancement, progress. Although the people of the world do not understand this, the thing that's serving you is digression, is going back, is lack, is poverty, is sickness. They think serving you will not make them what they want to be. And indeed, yes, serving you will not make them what they want to be. Serving you means that they will be what you have ordained them to be. Because indeed, you have a better plan for them. And so, Lord, this morning, as we begin to realign ourselves to the instructions of your spirit, as we begin to engage your word, as you lead us to see principles systems values in your word help us oh god to receive oh god the spirit of craftsmen craftsmen who have the capacity the ability the creativity the strength to fashion oh god yes instrument for for economic rediscovery instrument for economic yes deliverance transformation empowerment oh god we thank you this morning so many things you're saying to us. You're still speaking to us in regards, in relating to transition and transgenerational shift. Lord, this morning as we pray, as we look into our lives and understand 
the instructions that are required, we know that we will eat of the good of the land. So we thank you once again this morning. We honor you. We bless you. For such a time like this, it's a privilege to always come before you and pray unto you and intercede on behalf of others. It's a privilege. What an honor. Lord, we do not take this, this lightly. I do not take this for granted. I thank you. I bless your name this morning. Thank you, Lord, that every time we come before you, our strength, oh God, is renewed. Our vision, oh God, is recalibrated. Every time we come before you, you empower us. You enable us. We don't live the same. Though the outer man may seem to be perishing, yet the inner man is being renewed day by day. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Thank you, Father, this day. Thank you for your spirit once again that will continue to lead us and guide us and push us further. Yes, until everyone is free, until every nation is delivered, yes, from the power, from the spirit of Babylon. We thank you, Lord, this morning. <laughs> that we are the Joseph of our day. We are the Daniel of our time. We are the Zerubbabel of our day. We are the Nehemiahs of our time. We are the Esthers of our, of our time. We thank you, O God, this morning that once again you will lead us in the spirit of these men and women who walk with you, who, who, who showed us, yes, the pattern of living with you. Thank you, Lord, that we are the Isaac of our time, that in the time, in the days of famine, you asked him to remain in the land and he sowed in the land. In the same year, your word declares that he reaped an hundredfold in the same land that was proclaimed and declared to be ravished by famine we thank you this morning that your word is life that when we walk in the obedience of your word things begin to change we thank you this morning that change is taking place we honor you this morning that change is taking place why because we can stand on the authority of your word and we can speak this word as seed into the spiritual atmosphere of our of our lives of our community we bless you lord this morning we honor you this morning yes we will not stop declaring your word. We will not stop declaring that which you have said in your word. You said, I still have men in this city. Stand and proclaim. We are standing and we are proclaiming this morning. Lord, we will not base our life on, on what is projected, on what the media is saying. We will not, re we refuse, oh God, to keep ourselves locked down and to keep our nation succumb, oh God, to the doom and the gloom and, and ungodly, oh God, words that have been proclaimed and declared. Jobs have been lost. People are dying. No, Lord, you came for redemption. You died on the cross that we may be redeemed. And as we continue to take our stand in this day where mercy and truth are kissing each other, in this day where righteousness, yes, and truth are kissing each other. We thank you, God, that there will be redemption in the earth. We are the voice of redemption. We are the voice of hope. We are the voice of faith in the earth. We are the one sowing the seed of faith for a change, oh God. We refuse, oh God, to listen, to bow our knees, to bow our head, yes, to the lies of the enemy. 
we proclaim that what you have declared, what you are declaring in this season in time is that you are healing the nations. You are the great healer. The river of your healing is flowing across the land and there will be once again healing in the lives of people. Healing, oh God, in their body, in their soul, in their system. Yes, in their home, in their family and of course in our economy. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> oh, welcome, friends, everyone, this morning again. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Brother Derek, for connecting. Thank you, Sister uh, Dioni. Thank you, my dear sister Kumisa, uh, and any other person connecting with us this morning. Thank you so much. Well, we want to give thanks to God for a new month. This is the month of May. Right, it's 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 a special month, personally to me. Right, but but we want to thank God for you know this wonderful, beautiful, glorious day. Isn't it beautiful to be alive? Just to see this wonderful, glorious day that the Lord has made for us. I tell you, if there's anything amen, to 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 rejoice for, is for the fact that we are alive. And you know what? Because we are alive, many people get to live. <laughs> <laughs> because we are alive many people get to live many people get to have hope we are the bible says the expressions of the hope of god in the earth don't you don't you don't don't you like that hallelujah that because we live amen somebody this morning will be encouraged just think about that somebody this morning will not give up because your life is an extension it's a fragrance of god's life of god's you know presence and glory your life may just be the next bible that person is going to read god is somebody's going to look at you and find hope again in god that is why amen we need to rejoice because we are the extension we are the fragrance amen of god's glory and beauty in the earth so we have to understand the importance, amen, of, of our existence. So we celebrate, amen, a new day. We celebrate life. We celebrate the love of God, the goodness of God. You may not have everything that, you know, you need, but guess what? You have life. You've got God in you. You've got Christ in you. The hope of glory, amen. You have him who said, amen, I will always be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You know, the knowledge you have about God, a lot of people out there don't have it. So your life ought to be a beacon of hope and light to them. You ought to be an inspiration, amen, to your community, to your society. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me, when people wake up in the morning and they turn on their TV, turn on the news, and all they hear is doom and gloom, all they hear, amen, is the next person who is dying, the next number that is going to lose their job, that you can declare and say, no, it shall not be so. <laughs> that you can declare and say, it shall not be so. The Lord is doing a new thing, amen. The Lord is healing the land. The Lord is restoring the land. The Lord is transforming the life of the people, amen. People are going to be getting jobs. People are going to be getting, you know, direction. People are going to, you know, are going to be restored, you know. Lives are going to be restored. Homes are going to be restored. Oh, marriages are going to be restored hallelujah you know god is doing a new thing you can say that because you know you have an understanding you are you stand in a position that counters amen the negativity that is out there i mean just think about that you are the opposite of what amen babylon is doing out there you are the opposite of what Egypt, amen, is, is doing out there. The more, amen, Egypt seeks to enslave, the more God sends you to free his people. Come on, think about that. We are the Daniel. We are the Moses of our day. We are the, we are the Esthers of our time. We are the Deborahs of our day, amen. We, we, are, the, we, are, we are the Abigails of our day. Let's, let's, let's live our life from that perspective of who we are in Christ Jesus. 
the more we get a clearer picture the more we get a clearer understanding of our place of our authority of our identity in christ not only are we saved not only are our family saved we get to save amen the people around us we get to free we get to deliver can you imagine the fact that you are awake this morning the devil is is is, is losing it the fact that God gave you breath, the devil is losing it. He cannot imagine that you're still alive. After all, I have done to stop this person. That's God for you. That's God for us. So we need to give thanks. We need to appreciate him. Father, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you, oh God. Lord, in most cases, we don't even understand what, what you have positioned and deposited in us. What you are doing through our life. You know, I was so touched yesterday when, you know, I got this testimony of what God, you know, just did and confirmed through, you know, the message that, that, that we, we, we've been declaring. I mean, I'm just obeying God. I'm just doing what I need to do. But guess what? You do your own part. You don't know what is what God is doing, amen, in the in the in the in the other person's life. You don't know what God is doing in the other side. You're doing your own part. But God is moving, amen. God is moving with that which, amen, he, he, you have you, you, you been asked to do. God uses us as instruments. He says, you are the weapon of my war. Hallelujah. You know, it, it was the man of God who said, he said, I am the sons that God has given to me. Amen. We are for signs and wonder. You can see my voice is still, you know, still cracking and croaking. But guess what? We have to do the job. <clears throat> we have to do the job. Because God is using us, amen. Listen, these words that we are speaking, they are spirit and they are life. Every time we come to prayer like this, something gets to be pushed in the spirit. Something gets to move in the spirit. Somebody gets to be free and deliver. In fact, you may not see it, but something is happening. The Bible says our battle is not flesh and blood. If you're going to be looking for, you know, some physical victory here and there, you may not see it until somebody comes and says, do you know something? What you did, what you said, that thing you proclaimed changed my life, all right? And we pray that people will come out and give testimony and we're beginning to hear testimony but what i'm saying is the fact that you don't see it doesn't mean that you should stop or should get discouraged come on we have been called amen as armies of god let's take our place let's take our stand let's continue to defend the city let's be the last man standing let's continue to proclaim that this nation hallelujah will prosper this nation will not die that the people hallelujah will not perish that god amen he's coming to deliver his people Let your faith be calibrated. <clears throat> Let your faith be renewed more than ever before. Come on. Let your faith be awakened. Let your vision be steered this morning. Come on. I just feel like encouraging somebody. Somebody said, well, all of this is just too, just too overwhelming. Ah, oh, no, no. It's not too overwhelming. Take it a, a day at a time. Amen. Take it a day at a time. One step after the other. Amen. They say Rome was not built in the day. And that's true. Now is the kingdom built in the day. But guess what? As we take each step, heaven is leading us to a better place, to a glorious place. Amen. The more we, we move further, amen, the more it, it, that, that reality of what God is doing, amen, becomes clearer. Hallelujah. There is a, there is a city that we are approaching. Amen. And there is a people that we are bringing into that city. You notice that God's counsel, God's plan, amen, amen, for, 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 for the nation of Israel lied on the shoulder of one man, Moses. That's how important, amen, we are to the things of God. There are people that are connected to your loins, that are connected to your life, that are connected, that are inspired by you. You can't afford to give up. You can't afford to, you know, be tired. 
You know, yesterday night, I said to my wife, I said, I am so, <laughs> you know, finished. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get up tomorrow to, right, to you know, to have, you know, a, 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 a devotion. I'm not sure if I'm, uh, because I am. But I, she said, well, I'll I, I wait until that happens. <laughs> you know, because it's like, I know you, you're going to get up. And guess what? By 3.30, then about, is it 3.30 or I can't remember, I was, my, my eyes, it, it's like a strain just comes upon me, in the, you know, on the bed. It's like the Holy Spirit just comes and taps you and says, hey, guy, you better get up now. It's time. <laughs> you understand? It's time. But yesterday night, I was done, done, finished. I just went to bed. <laughs> Well, guess what? You remind this morning. It's not by might. If we think we can run this walk by our own strength, by our own power, we're going to fail. All right. I was talking to your brother yesterday and we we're sharing on this idea of, you know, human strength. And the brother made a so powerful statement. He said, when God is coming to give us strength and he finds strength in you, he withdraws that strength. He gives, the Bible says, he gives power to the faint. He gives strength to the faint. When we are weak, then we are strong. When we are weak, then we are strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Friends, there are still battles before us. There are days that we are still going to war. We're going to be in the drench fighting and digging, but we are not going to give up. Amen. There are, there, are, there are walls we need to build. There are gates we need to restore. We need to restore the, the, the economy. Amen. The gate of our, of our economy. We need to restore. Amen. The gate of our leaders. We need to restore the gate. Amen. Of our city, of our society. We need to restore the gate. Amen. Of health. We need to gate our systems. We need to restore. Amen. All kinds of gates. Gates of, you know, a, a good quality, you know, a healthcare system. We need to restore. Amen. The gate of justice. Amen. All of this in justice and on ungodliness that we're saying we need to tear down tear down those gates amen and erect the wall earlier of of salvation and praise on behalf listen all of this we're doing on behalf of our people because we love our people because we love god we love his kingdom and because we love god and we love his kingdom we must love the people for god so loved the world that he gave that's what is pushing me the love of this nation drove me to South Africa. The love of the people of this nation drove me here. Nothing else. I didn't come to, you know, build another ministry. No, it is the love. It is the cry. Amen. Come over to South Africa. We, South Africa needs engineers. Here am I doing the work of a rebuilder, doing the work of an apostolic engineer, doing the work, hallelujah, of an intercessor on the wall, hallelujah. It's not by might, it's not by power. Be encouraged this morning, hallelujah. Let your vision be stirred up. Get to see what men are not seeing. That's what makes us spiritual leaders. When you see what others are not seeing. You know, as, as a parent, you, you, you're seeing things that your children are not seeing. They're jumping, running around. But you say, hey, don't run. Don't be quiet. Be, be, quiet, be careful. You know, because you're seeing things they're not seeing. You're seeing. You don't want an accident to happen. So you're preempting. You're preempting. You know, sometimes it's like you sometimes like I overdo it. Hi, mama, don't jump. Be careful. Be careful. No. They just, they, they, they have no care in the world. They're just doing their own thing. They don't bother. But you're the one bothering for the, on their behalf. That's what intercession means. You're the one bothering. Hallelujah. It just dawned on me this morning. You know, we're depending on government. We're depending on what government can do. What, you know, listen, we are the government that the government are waiting for. 
If we don't do what we need to do, guess what? They will go to the Chinas of this world. They will go to the IMF of this world. They will, they will, because they're desperate. They, they, they need to prove themselves as government. They need to show the people that they're doing something. But guess what? They are, they are but humans. <laughs> they are but humans. And some of them, the enemy has just programmed them all right, to yield. Any little thing they yield to, the place they're not supposed to yield to. They go to place, then they sell the soul, a man of the nation. They sell, a man the destiny of our children to ungodly, you know, tyrannical system. So you and I, you see, I don't have, I don't have a choice in this matter. I cannot say, well, 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 uh, that's not my job. No, it's my job. It's my job to stand on behalf of the land, to stand on be. He said, if my people, did you notice God did not say if the government... God did not say if the king will stand. God said, if my people who are called by my name, if my people who are called by my name, it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility. It is not the responsibility of Cyril Maposa. He is a political leader and we continue to pray that God will help him. God will grant him vision, revelation, understanding. We will continue to do our part. But guess what? If the government fails, it's because we have failed. We are the government. We have the power, hallelujah, you know, to, 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 to set up people and to remove them. So in all of this thing, that's the, you see, that's the position of an intercessor. Uh, an intercessor takes responsibility. You take the position of the people. You go on behalf of the people as you go on behalf of God, amen, to the people too. That's who we are. That's what we are called to do. We don't have a choice in the matter. If, if, if everybody refuses to pray, you should not refuse. If everybody is not praying in the community, your voice should be heard. If nobody hallelujah. You see, you see suddenly this morning... God just began to show me and, and say, it's time to engage the economy. It's time. It wasn't something I planned yesterday. Like I told you, I went to sleep tired and maybe snoring. <laughs> you understand? But guess what? I woke up this morning because I am the conduit. If God wants to move in the land, if God needs to move in the land, he finds a people. That's why, you see, heaven is making demand that we need to align. We need to get ourselves ready. We need to, you know, connect. We need to be the right vessel. Because when God wants to move, he moves through people. And God will not move through, amen, you know, a defiled vessel. God will not move through a compromised vessel. So all of this challenge and demand heaven is giving to us is for one thing, for us to become, amen, that, you know, a, 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 a meat vessel, amen, that vessel that is meat for the, for the master's use. In the great house, there are all kinds of vessels. There are all kinds of cups. <laughs> you understand? There are all kinds of plates. There's, there's the one you use daily, but there's the one you keep for special occasion. Yes, the Bible says in the great house, there are, there are various kinds of vessels. Some unto honor, some unto dishonor. But if a man will purge himself from this thing, he shall be a vessel meet for the master's use. Come on. That's, that's where God is calling us into. We don't just want to be any kind of vessel. We want to be the right vessel. So when God wants to deal with issues that deals with uh, amen, the, the security of the nation, that God wants to deal with amen, the, 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 the prosperity, the economy of the nation, when God wants to speak into, you understand, government, where God wants to intervene amen, in, in, in warfare, in, 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 you know, in terrorism, God says, I can find vessels. These ones, they are ready. They are mature. Amen. I, they, they, are, they are prepared for me. Special force. They won't compromise. They won't give in. They won't bow the knees. Are you seeing something? So you are not, you are not just one of them. You are not just you know, among them. You are special. You are different. The mark of God is upon your life. Come on. 
I wasn't planning this. You see, God, God, God just started using my mouth to encourage us. As you're encouraged, I'm encouraged also. Amen. I thought we're just going to quickly pray. Yes, we're still going to pray. But God, God I, I believe God just wanted to use this first of May to encourage us. Be encouraged, my sister. Be encouraged, my brother. Let's be encouraged. Let's, let's be an encouragement. Let's be the son of consolation. Hallelujah. Let's be the son of consolation to our generation. Come on, friends. That's the word of the Lord. Let's be, amen, the sons of consolation to our generation. Let's be the one providing, amen, resource for the advancement, amen. The Bible, Bible says, you know, Barnabas went to sell. He went to sell, amen, his father's land, the land that, 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 that he inherited. He brought the resource. Let, let's, let's shift our focus, amen, from just financial resource, which we need. But let's begin to look at something else. This guy brought resource to the community. He, he brought resource for the advancement of the purpose of God. Come on, friends. Let's go get resource, amen, and begin to pump it, amen, into, into the economy, into, into the society. Let's bring the economy of God. This guy went, amen, he took that which Amen. He, he could inherit and his grandchildren will inherit. But he said, no, there's something greater than that. There's something greater than this material thing. Let's, let's translate this thing, amen, into amen, material, into resource that can advance the purposes of God. That's Barnabas for you. It's called the son of consolation. He bring, everywhere you find the minister of Barnabas, there's consolation, there's comfort. People get to get you know, excited. And I know some of us are like that. When people come around us, they feel alive. They feel alive. Even sometimes you may just feel down. But when people come around you, they feel, they feel lifted. Yes, you may be carrying the burden of the Lord, but you're giving joy. Come on. The Bible says, you know, it says, it says peace to the world, joy to the world. Why? Because Christ has been born. Amen. We are the Christ today that is being reflected, that is being expressed in the earth. And because of that, the earth must receive joy. The earth must have righteousness. The earth must have peace. Peace to the world. Joy to the world. Amen. Emmanuel is born. God with us. You should be an expression, amen, of joy to the people around you. You should, you should not be, you know, if, if they are listening to things that you know, you know, tell them. Don't listen to all of this thing. Yes, get the, get the fact, but get to know, amen, the truth. Uh, get the fact, but get to know the truth. The truth, amen, is in the word of God. God says, you will live and not die. Amen. To declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Do you know the power of your word? Do you know, amen, that your word has the ability, amen, to create and to recreate and to kill? Do you know that? That death and life lies in the power of your tongue. And when we pray, it's because we have a revelation, amen, of the authority of our words, do you know, did you just pick what I've said? That when we pray, it's because we have the revelation of the authority, amen, of our words. That our words are like arrows. Just like the paths of darkness understand that their words are arrows. So this morning we speak life. I speak life to you, my sisters, my brother. I speak grace to you. I speak every burden that you carry that is not of God, amen, to collapse. I, I, I speak strength upon you this morning. I declare that you will, you will enter into a new sphere, into a new realm, into a new position of rest. You will war in rest. You will war in peace. You will war in, this, in the understanding, amen, of God's counsel. That you will not give up. You will not bow the knees to the lies of the enemy. That you will not surrender yourself, amen, to the lies of the enemy. That you will begin to realize who you are in Christ Jesus. That you will rest in the revelation of the finished work of God, amen. 
on the cross that you will rest in the revelation of your ascended place that you will rest amen in the knowledge in the revelation that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world that you will rest amen in the provision of God for your life that you will rest amen knowing that he who has begun a good work in you amen is able more than able to perfect it earlier even unto the days of our Lord Jesus Christ that you will rest that you know that you know that you know that the devil knows that you know that it is well with you hallelujah that it is well with you that God is taking you to that place amen that is called glorious that heaven is bringing you to the place that is called abundance that God is calling you to a place where he wants to use you as as the hand of his healing amen that you will understand that you are the voice of healing to the nation that you are amen the water that will bring rest that will bring people amen into that reality of of you know of of, of refreshing hallelujah of cleansing that you are the word you are the water that God is pouring forth amen to heal the nation the nation needs you the nation needs you they need you don't give up don't get tired yes heaven has brought us amen to 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 you know to the place where we can be sustained yes when they left when they left mara he brought them amen to a place of 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 the palm palm trees 70 palm trees he brought them there he brought them there it says rest as we rest we will advance and as we advance we will war and we will have victory yes Sometimes we, we may look around and see there's no need for me to battle, but you can battle on behalf of others. You can battle on behalf of your friends, your, your family, your community. We, you can raise your hand and say, Father, we thank you for light that is shining in the midst of darkness. We thank you, Lord, for your light that is shining in the midst of darkness. Yes, multitude, multitude. Have you noticed that you know the, the world today, are, they are at the mercy of the corona. The world today are at the mercy, amen, you know, of, you know, of all that is happening. The IMF of this world, the World Bank, the world today, government today. Who are government? Are they not people? The people that are seeking to control and influence all that is happening, that are dis, dis, de, determining, amen, to control the narrative, amen. They are, they are people who have yielded their soul to the paths of darkness. I'm telling you, sometimes if you, if you can find, you know, uh, uh, the president's room opposed and says, sir, do you really know what you're doing? Do you have an understanding? He will tell you, truly, sometimes I don't know. I need your prayer. I'm sure this is what the man will tell you. We may see them out there, you know, with all the, uh, you know, all the whatever and trying to give us, you know, news and trying to read certain things. Everybody's doing try and error. Except the prayer of the saints rises up. Except the prayer of the saints rise up. Except we begin to form clouds. Amen. And let's keep forming the cloud. Because we need to form enough cloud. Amen? The, the bigger the cloud, the bigger the rain. Come on. I said the bigger the cloud. And we can only form cloud through our prayer. Through our intercession. Amen. That's what Elijah did. Elijah, Elijah, amen. In, this is the principle when Elijah was ready, amen, to unlock the economy back. Remember, he was the one that shut the economy. Three and a half years. I mean, we have not even done, you know, six months in all of this corona thing. Imagine, God help us. <laughs> the guy shut it down for three and a half years. It was so bad that, you know, women were almost like killing their children, all right, to eat. 
They said the, 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 the head of a donkey of an ass was sold for, you know, some ridiculous amount. Things were so terrible, you know, and it's the sin of the people. So all of the things that, that is happening, we need to be able to factor all of them. Remember, we have dealt with the sin of the people. We've been asking God for mercy. Now we're trying to look at amen, how to intervene. How to intervene on behalf of, amen, the economy. God is a God of mercy. The Father that we serve, our God is a God of mercy. Yes. And, and therefore, we are going on behalf of the people to him and say, God, show us mercy. Show us mercy. Show the land mercy. And as we are asking for mercy, we are also praying, God, awaken, amen, the voice of righteousness, the voice of truth. So we don't have, amen, false leaders again who will take advantage so that when the economy gets to be restored, then they go back to their own thing. No, we want people that will get to understand and realize that, wait a minute, God brought us out of this quagmire. God has given us a second chance. Let's make the best use, amen, of this resource. Let's do the right thing, amen. Let's, 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 let's banish poverty, um, uh, you know, from our people. Come on, we, we have what it takes. If we put our heart to it, we can banish poverty from our land. Some people have so much stuck money somewhere, all right, that can transform the entire Kalisha, that can transform and reform the entire, you know, uh, 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 you know, all the squatter camp. They, they, they have enough money to turn the squatter camp to some of the best place in the world. One person, I'm talking about one person, the kind of money they, they have stolen from the coffers, they have stolen one person. One person's money can, can transform the whole, you know, state. So we are praying in this season that God will touch the heart of these people. The money they are stolen, they will return it. And as they return it, amen, those who are in church, who are supposed to administer this money, they will use the money, amen, judiciously. They will use the money to do the right thing. They will not be putting red tapes and be giving us all kinds of, you know, uh, 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 you know, policy that, 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 that is not translated, amen, to, you know, to transforming the lives of people on the ground. You see, so all of this are dealing with so many things, the issues of injustice, amen, the issues of corruption, amen, and I hope you understand that corruption is not just somebody stealing money. Corruption, amen, is a manifestation of the fallen human nature. No matter how polished a person is, if that person, amen, is still living by the old corrupt nature, that person will steal. <clears throat> that person will steal. Because out of that nature, all kinds of devious, demonic, devilish, you know, behaviors. The guy will sleep with his secretary. I'm telling you, by the time, you know, by the time he does, his eyes is open. He said, what made me do it? And the devil just set him up. While he's doing that, there's a camera capturing him. His entire life is finished. Are you, are you honest? The devil is very good, amen, in using our fallen human nature to trap us. The same people who set the law, amen, will be, will be caught by the law. So we need to understand, amen, that in the days we're living, God is raising for himself a kingdom. A kingdom that cannot be stained. And we are the expression of that kingdom, friends. That's a good thing. So as the Lord continues to make demand on us, I need you to change. I need you to align. It's for us to be free, amen, from our mortality. To be free, amen, from the falling nature. To be free from our own ways. So we can live our life through his own light, through his own ways. So that when the prince of this world comes, 
He find nothing. He find nothing of himself in me. Because he will come. He will come. He will come when you are hungry. He will come when you just finish fasting. He will come when you are in dire need. Yes. Uh, you say you are, uh, you, are, uh, you are the son of God. Why don't you turn the stone to bread? Show your power. <laughs> show, show the people that you... Mm -hmm. It will make us to want to compromise. This is why God is making demand. He's disciplining us. <clears throat> He's disciplining us. He's disciplining us. God is disciplining us because he knows that the discipline will help us in the days to come. When the enemy comes and start tempting us, you say, Satan, okay, try another one. <laughs> this one I've been, I've been, I have been trained. They have prepared me for this one. You see, it's the one that they prepared us for that we don't give heed to, amen, that we fall into. You will continue to take that lesson. You will continue until you pass it. God, God is not going to move from that lesson. No, you're going to pass it. And then you're going to go to the next one. The reason for that is so that when the enemy comes and tests you in that thing, ah, <laughs> you say, the devil said, wow, this guy is not bulging. He's not giving in. What, where are you? Where, where do you come from? He said, ah, you were not there when we were in school. We've been trained. We've been, we've been trained. That's the story of the special force. These special American commandos. <laughs> you can't compare them to all this, you know, training we see our soldiers do here. Those guys, they, they go through all, I mean, you talk about a training of near death, the near death experience. They ask you to dive in a place that they know that you don't have enough, enough air, enough, you know, oxygen. They, do, they ask you to do all kinds of things. Now, if they ask us to do such th things like that, you know, in the body, we are, no, no, say, this, this, this man is just wicked. He's, he's just, he, see, see the way he's just ranting and sh sh making noise. I see if you understand. What <laughs> I'm, I'm a commander, amen, to train special force for God. I was also trained. So you understand, if I make demand on you, amen, it's because of what I can see. It's because of the kind of mission I know God has committed into your hands. If God has committed, I mean, a lot of people want great things. God, use me. God, I keep saying, you better don't pray God use me. Because before God use you, he will train you. <laughs> so if you say, God, God, use me. Send me. Ah, okay. I'm going to send you. But first, go via the house of Isaiah Phillips. <laughs> God, use me. God said, I'm going to use you. I'll send you first to, you know. To, to the house of my trainer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So he brings you. And then we start training you. We start making demand. You see how God starts highlighting things that you thought, ah, this one I've overcome it, I've dealt with it. But somehow, it's like, this prophet can see into this thing. He can, I mean, what's going on here? Yes. It's to, it's to strengthen you. It's not to, it's not to kill you. It's to make you strong. They say what doesn't kill you makes you strong, isn't it? Yeah, it makes you strong. So, so you understand. Look at check check the scripture. All the people that God used to do great things are people that He took through rigorous training, rigorous training. The ones that didn't go through rigorous training, you see how the devil finished them. Many of them they finish they finish their their assignment prematurely. Many of them gave birth to still stillborn children. They gave birth to wind. 
In the day where they're supposed to give back to their vision, all they give back to is wind. You just say a poop. What comes out, amen, is wind that stinks. No baby. No baby. Ha. Huh? They said that, they said that the, the, the people have been brought to the place of birth and they have brought forth wind. Wind. All you just hear is boom. Or whichever type you, you want to hear. You know, they, those things have different <laughs> depending. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just being myself here. But they cannot give birth. They've brought forth wind. They brought forth that which stinks. You know, ammonium sulfates. Whatever you call it, is stinking. It's wind. They have not brought forth life. May it not be said, amen, that in the day that God is looking for apostolic craftsmen. I hope that I hope you understand that I'm not just talking about some people calling to an apostle. It, it's a spirit, just like the prophetic, amen. We're dealing with prophetic spirit. Maybe someday we'll deal with amen, apostolic spirit, the craftsman spirit, the creative spirit, the ability to fashion, to build things, the ability to take amen, a vision, earlier, the ability to tap into the mind of God, the ability to connect to what God has shown earlier, the prophet, and you take that and you begin to fashion it. Into weapon, into instruments, hallelujah, into factory. You begin to transform what God showed you, hallelujah, into system that can change lives. Come on. I feel this morning God increase or rather, you know, uh, uh, release, if you will, and maybe increase also my apostolic grace. You see, people like us, we carry different faces. And the face that God reveals to us Amen. Are based on what he's revealing, what he wants to see happen in the earth. So we can show the face, amen, of, 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 of a prophet. We can show the face of an apostle. We can show the face, hallelujah, amen, of, of, of a pastor. We have a pastoral heart. People will never believe that. If you come closer to me, you will know. I have a very soft, soft heart. As deadly as my mouth can be. Yes, but I know I've got a soft heart. Because when I see people do things, when I, when I see people fall into sin, you will never hear it from me. I will never tell the next person. That is one of the key of a shepherd's heart. Never gives up his people. I will never give up your secret. Never. Not even to my wife. Never. I don't discuss people's weakness. Not to the closest people to me, no. I may make, you know, use that as an example to help others, but I will never mention your name. You may even be watching me. I may be talking about the thing we discussed, but I will never let anybody know that I'm talking about you. Never. Because, you see, we learn through experience. Because your experience, what you went through, what you went go through, amen, will help somebody else. So I need to use that, but I will never go and say, oh, no, I'm talking about brother X. Bro no, 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 never, never. Or else I die. <laughs> there are too much heaven has committed into our hands for us to now start revealing people. So all those guys who call themselves a prophet, they, they, they're calling people out. That's not God. That is abusing, amen, the, the, the prophetic protocol. That is abuse. And even in the church, somebody wants to bless you, they call you out. Except the Lord, you know, instructs us to do that. Then they call you out of the church. No, you don't have to do that. 
Yesterday, I was giving, I was giving you guys a, a, a story just before my, my phone went off. You see, I didn't finish the message yesterday morning because the battery just went off. Just as I was about to finish, the battery went off. I was trying to give a story of this guy, you know, in the church that I used to assist, you know, in Johannesburg. So the, 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 the apostle was trying to raise money and everybody's giving, coming, you know how they do it. They come to the front. I hate that thing. I hate it. I've been in a few places and I'm preaching. Then people start getting up and start throwing money. I say, take your money. Please don't do it. If that's what you do in the house, not while I'm here. When I'm gone, you can do that, but not while I'm here. Please, don't grieve my spirit and don't grieve the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I guess that's one of the reasons why people don't invite me again. <laughs> because I stopped them from collecting money. <laughs> so this man, this man, I mean, while they were collecting money, they, everybody was giving. I don't know what, what, what pitched on this guy. I'm not sure there was the Holy Spirit. He went to his house. He drove. He went to his house. He went to bring money in a bag. In a bag. He just put the thing on the apostles' feet. I said, Lord Jesus. <laughs> but it's an expression of carnality to the highest order. That house has been captured by mammonic spirit. I'm telling you. Everybody was, oh, the place was, hey. I looked at this. I said, my good God, this is Babylon. The Lord began to set my heart on the journey. I had to move. I had to leave that church. I had to say, no, God, apostle. Though we were, I mean, this guy gave me a house. He gave me a house. I was living in a house. I mean, this man was nice to me, but I could not, because I can't change. I, I mean, who am I to change the system? I, it's a system. I can't change the system. But I can also stay there and compromise. Then God is looking for me. He sent one, an angel to go and kill Isaiah because Isaiah is not going to move, move out of there because uh, there's food in the house. No. Who wants to eat on Jezebel's uh, you know, table? This guy is not captured. I'm not captured. Not by anyone. This guy, he, he went to bring money. In, he just released the thing there. What do you think will happen to people in that church who see that happen? You think it's everybody like, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there are people who say, what is this? And we are suffering. We've been str struggling to try to pay the rent of one bedroom apartment. We couldn't. There are people in that church, I'm sure, that they may not have meal to eat after service. So you see, we use our, our so-called gift and offering, all right? You know, to, to slap other people in the face. Just like we use our prophetic ministry to, to hit people in the face. I don't do that. You see, you, we have to mature in the things of the Spirit. We have, to, we have to learn to grow in the things of the Spirit. So, I'm just trying to tell you that I've got a nice, a good pastoral heart. I love my people. I love the people God has committed into my life. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to tell them the truth. I will, I will hit you with one hand and then I'll draw you back again. And if you want to run away, I'll draw you back until you say, I don't want again and I'll let you go. But I'm not going to leave you the way you are. No. You, nobody comes into my space that remains the same. You will never remain the same. Because I also amen, put up a demand on myself. Like I said this morning, when I woke up, I mean, I just woke up. I could decide, oh, let me continue to sleep. I mean, nobody, of course, will stop me if I continue to sleep. I mean, it's me. I need to rest. And I'll be justified. But I knew that I needed to get up. And it was when I got up that God began to speak to me. You see, that's discipline. God didn't start speaking to me while I was on the bed. Most time he does. But it was when I got up. 
In fact, I'd made my tea and uh, then suddenly God starts speaking to me. Then I start writing. Then I stop, you know, when you see me start pouring in on, on my Facebook like that, is the message is just coming like that. You better know it's God speaking to me. Sometimes that's why you see I make mistake. Then I go back and correct it because I'm just flowing. I'm just flowing. I just want that, that thing to, you know, to flow out, to flow out. I just want it to flow out. I don't keep it. I don't think, oh, no, no. I just flow, flow. Just flow out. We'll go back and correct it. If you, if you are reading my mistake, like, that's your problem. <laughs> you need to catch the spirit of what I'm saying. And I'll go back there. I'll correct it. If, if the one I see, the one I don't see, well, praise the Lord. I'm not, I'm not selling market. This is not branding. It's not about how I'm able to dot the T's and all. And I'm not trying to justify, you know, mistakes. But I'm just telling you, I let it flow. Just let it flow. It's a river. It's flowing. When they open the tap, you don't want to start, you know, no, no. Let it flow. Let's let it flow. Let it flow. That's how I live my life. You see, we, we do that and then I still come here and then I will continue. <laughs> it's a ministry. Only God can give us such passion and desire. So I'm just encouraging you. You are being shaped. You are being shaped in this season. Amen. Where God is shaping weapons. God is shaping apostolic arrowheads. God is shaping, amen, arrowheads. God is shaping for himself. You are, God is about to use you to, to shoot you into certain future, into certain realms, into certain companies, into certain, you know, you know, systems. God is about to use you. They will, they will plant you there. Hallelujah. As they plant Joseph there, as they plant Moses there, as they plant Daniel there, you know, Babylon thought, well, we will take these people into captivity. Ah, they didn't know that God already planned it. All right, that even in that captivity, I will plant my man there. Plant, you know, this group of guys. Plant them there. Better than all the magicians of Babylon. Highly qualified. Well knowledgeable. The king looked at them and said, these are the best. I'm going to have them for myself. He made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that he was he was he was actually you know taking that which would topple his kingdom you see we need to have a change of perspective regarding you know challenges suffering you see man call it suffering god calls it training you see it changed my life or you see i grew up with a a, a, a victim mentality I, that's how I grew up with a, a, a victimized victim mentality because of the things that happened to you. Because you never had the right kind of parent to help you to grow, you know, to, you know, to show you things. You know, you, you suffer divorce, you know, your parents were divorced, all of these things. You, you become dysfunctional. That's how I grew up. Until, and I lived in bitterness. If, I mean, if you grew up like that, you will live in bitterness. And all kinds of things will be working in your life. You'll be trying to prove a point to people. You'll be trying to do all kinds of things. That, that's just, you know, an inherent nature of fallen humans. Particularly, the, the human are already fallen, but you also, you were also born into a falling home, fall, falling family. I'm telling you, you'll be struggling with your identity. That was me. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. This is how I grew up. I couldn't see myself doing anything good. When I do anything, I'm looking for people to validate it. Do you, do you like it? Is, it? is it fine? You know, you, you dress for people. You speak, you know, because you, you look at what you're saying. Well, but people like it. Because you never had anyone in your life to validate you. I never had a father or mother to validate me and say, you know, my son, you look good today. You understand this? I never had that. 
I had an uncle that tried to assist me a beat. Well, he gave me the beating of my life. I ran away. <laughs> but one thing he did for me, he bought me a suit. In fact, I'm sure many of you have seen that, you know, picture of, you know, while I was, I think I was seven years old. Or I can't remember, six or seven years old. He got me this suit. I, I mean, that was my life. That suit was a life changer to me. Every time I looked at that picture, you know, I, I lost that picture. And when, you know, while I was a teenager, I was just, you know, in my granny's house. And I saw the picture. So I took it. I went to make a photocopy of it. So what I had in was a photocopy. Because I had to return that to my, you know, my, my great auntie. But guess what? Here am I today. Whoever knew that that boy one day, hallelujah, would become a vessel. You know, something happened to me. I'll tell you this. That's why I say my life is an open book. I don't have anything hidden. My life is a message. You know, I grew up. In, in, in the northern path of Nigeria, that place is called Joss, Plateau State. Very cold. It's as cold as South Africa. I wonder why I never got used to the cold. Maybe because of the experience around me. You know, very cold. When you're in Joss, you must have a heater in your house. You must have a heater in your house. But guess what? When it's cold, because of how I grew up, all right, because I was never really, you know, brought into the family, I was never really given a place. Because, you know, you're now you're living with families. You're, live, you're not living with your parents. So you're, so you're more like, you know, you're just there. You work for the family. You do, do, you do the washing. You do the cleaning. That's, that's, that's my upbringing. And we used to have, you know, my, our neighbor, the, you know, the, uh, yes, our neighbors, they used to have the security guard because they, our neighbor, you know, is a very rich man. So he used to have, you know, like a security guy. And of course, the security guy, you know, in the evening, this, this elderly man, you know, very nice man, a Muslim. That's why, listen, I always tell people, if, if I wanted to be a Muslim, I, God would have, I would have been a Muslim. But God had a plan for my life because all the people that surrounded my life growing up were Muslim. And guess what? They were the best people in my life. They, I mean, these are not my family. These are just neighbors, maybe people that I know here and there. But they were very nice to me. That's why I know that not all Muslims are jihadists. Not all Muslims go out killing people. Those ones are crazy. This man, a Muslim, and I mean, sometimes I see his bow and arrow because back in those days, I'm talking about, you know, early, early 80s. Early 80s. This man with his bow and arrow, you know, that's why he fights with an elderly man. But he's a security guard. In the night, he always make fire, you know. So when he comes like that, I go and sit with him. Then he tells me story. He tells me things. He just gives me story about life. You know, old, you know, elderly people, you know how they talk. And I, I sit there and I get myself warmed. That's how I get myself warm. Then when he's around, you know, 10, that about that I need to go to sleep. But I'm, the, I'm always the last person to sleep in the house. So I had a sleeping problem. <laughs> I was still laughing with my wife yesterday. <laughs> I had a sleeping problem because I could stand and just start sleeping. When I go to school, I sleep because I never had time to sleep. That was how I, this is my life. This is how I grew up. So for somebody to say, oh, no, this guy, no. You think it was never all rosy for me. You see, but I had a father who, who, who had a good start to life. But all kinds of, you know, how things happen to people. Things just never went well for him. My father was one of the first people in my state called Ibadan to build a three-story building. But he never finished it. You know, because of diabolic attack and all of that. 
And I thank God for all of those process. So if you ever think, and I'm, I'm not even giving you all of the gist of my life. This is just, you know, these are the peripheries. It's important that we know where we're coming from and appreciate where we are so that we can begin to rejoice, amen, regarding where God is taking us to. So this is how I used to get warm back in those days. I have to, you know, and back in those days, I walk barefooted. You will see blisters on my foot. I'll walk barefoot. Things were difficult, difficult. And guess what? Within the family, we, we had people traveling to Europe, traveling to America. Within my family, we had professors. In fact, I think we have three professors in my family. I'm talking about my extended family. So, so <laughs> this is not like, oh, this family are very poor. No, no, we have three. One of my, one of my big aunties married to a white man from Canada. But see, when you talk about division in the family, that's my family for you. The family was so divided that when I grew up, I told my father, I don't want to bear the surname. The generous surname of my father's side. I changed my surname. I said, I want to bear your father's, <laughs> your, you know, your, your father's name, which is Akintola. My father said, that's fine. This was the last thing that my father did for me before he died. I changed my name because this family is just too corrupt for my liking. Thank God by then I already gave my life to Jesus. I was still a teenager. So sometimes, you see, we need to say this thing so that people know where we're coming from. It's not all rosy. It has not always been rosy. All right? That's one phase of my life. Our life are made of phases and seasons. So you, you, you may listen to that phase and say, wow, oh, pity. No, no, you don't pity me. Because there have been another phase of my life where I've seen money in my life. I have seen money. I've seen good money. That I, I could buy what I want to buy. I could eat what I want to eat. I could go wherever I want to go. I've seen it. And then God took me out of that face amen, and brought me to another face. I had, a, I had a face in my life where I had a choice either to go to United Kingdom or to, you know, to, you know, to stay in Nigeria and go to you know, you know, my, my Bible school. Somebody said to me, you know, you know, your life should, in fact, in fact, the first girlfriend I had, she said, she's going to write a biography of my life. So because this is something person, people need to listen. People need to hear. People need to understand where you're coming from. But guess what? It just never happened. So we, we, we need to understand that our life is an expression of the will of God. No matter how bad things look, God had a plan for our life. From the beginning, you, your life has been inscribed in his palm. So don't look at yourself as, well... Uh, you know, don't pity yourself and don't feel disappointed. You know, I told you, I grew up feeling disappointed about my life because you could see things happening. I mean, I watch my cousins all come around when it's, when it's you know, festive time. You know, everybody come around and, and it's like a time for show up. For show up. <laughs> now you're around, running around, cooking for everybody, you know, doing everything just to get everybody, you know, happy. And you see these guys. They, they go to, you know, uh, uh, private schools, you know, because all these, my aunties, they, I mean, they were lecturers in university. Like I said, one of them became, a, a, you know, professor. You understand? The children come around, they're running around. You're the one trying to cook for them, trying to make everything ready for them, you know, and you, you're running around like a headless chicken, you know, just to give them, you know, feel, make them feel welcome. 
I'm the one cooking. That's why today, one of my hobbies, I love cooking. I love cooking. That's, some, that, that's not just something that I grew up loving. It, it, that came by default because I had to cook for everybody. <laughs> I had to cook for everybody. I had to wash for everybody. This is how I grew up, friends. God, all of that are part of what God used to shape me. That's why tomorrow you can't dazzle me with money and say, Oh, here's money. Give us prophecy. I'll tell you to hell with your money. You see, I've learned. When Paul said, I've learned to abase and abound. That's my life. I've seen the both sides. I've, I've, seen, I've seen the mother of poverty. <laughs> if there's anything called the mother of poverty, I have seen it. Growing up. Where you are, you have to you have to live on you know what you call you know uh, uh, maize a uh, uh, milli meal. You know we have one thing we call in in Nigeria gari. I lived on that morning, afternoon, night. You just change it. In the morning, alright, you take the one you soak in the water. In the night, you you make the one that you have to you know mix with hot water so it gets strong. And then you look for your your veggies. You know. Just veggies and oil. You mix it together. That's how you eat. Alright? And in the night you eat beans. So that by the time you wake up in the morning, you're polluting the whole air. You just boom, boom all over the place. <laughs> that was my life, friends. I'm encouraging you this morning, friends. I love you. That's why I'm encouraging you. I want you to, I want you to know that there is nothing hidden. Our life is an open book. You know the reason why all these men of God, they do crazy things? Because they forget where they're coming from. Because if God really calls you, he will give you an experience. If God ever calls you, he will give you an experience. All of the people that God calls, go look at their beginning. It's always rough, tough, difficult, challenging. Even if you are born, listen to this, even if you're born, amen, in a royal palace, if God calls you, they will take you out of that royalty. They will plunge you somewhere to train you. You may come back to your royalty, but they will train you. I told you about the king. I told you about the story of, of a king who wants to, you know, train and get his son ready, amen, to take his place. And the king said, if I leave my son in this palace, this son will never know what, what leadership is. He got somebody from somewhere. He said, come take my son. Take him away. Go train him for me. It was a difficult thing. He wept. The wife refused. I'm not going to allow you. No. God, the, the guy said, no, this guy is going to be a king. But he needs to learn. There are things he needs to learn outside this palace. He called this, this wise man. Come, take my son. Be careful with him. But give him the best training. Because when he comes back, you see, your environment can limit what you know. Can stop you. Can, can hinder you. And your environment can shape you to become the best arrow in the hand of God. So when you, when you think of your past and you feel like weeping, no, rejoice. Now, what led me to sharing this is a few days ago, <clears throat> my wife and the children, we made fire behind the house. So we were all sitting just, you know, close to the fire. And the memory of my growing up just came back and I was overwhelmed and I began to cry. And my children were all just wondering, why is, why is daddy crying? I couldn't. I, you know, it's like Joseph seen his brother. He just started weeping. 
and I began to praise God. I began to thank God. And, and this word came out of my mouth. If only they knew that that boy that was sitting by the fire made by a security guy will one day be a voice of God. If only they knew. If only they knew. If only they knew. But you see, that's why it's in our, in our understanding about the prophetic. Let's not seek to want to know the future. Let's understand the moment. The future will pan out as we journey with Jesus. The future will pan out as we journey with Christ. Even in the crisis, as long as you have Christ, you will have calmness. In the crisis, that's why I see... I'm not the one to help you pray out of your crisis. No, no, no. You will go through it. You will come out of it because there's something you will learn. The gospel that says you don't have to go through it, it's not going to come your way. It's a wrong gospel. It's a lie gospel. That's why people face things in life. They give up. The little problem in the marriage, they run away. They go look for another man. The next one, the, the next problem you're going to have, you're going to run out of the marriage. You're going to look for another person. It's not going to work. You don't want to be somebody seeking for escape. No, he said he will make a way in the, in the problem. He will make a way for you. Don't seek a way of escape. It is never God's plan for us to seek a way. So I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said we will go through the valley of Baca. Hey, but there is a city before us. There's a mountain called, amen, you know, Mount Zion, the place of perfected beauty. I can talk about this, friends. You see, that's why my message is full of experience. It's full of life. It's rich. I know that. This is not hollow. I'm not giving you a hollow message. And this is the reason why God sent me to South Africa because they've taken me through all of the things that is required for me, amen, to not only to face what the people are facing, but to help them out of it. It has taken war, challenges, to help people just to understand. Because they cannot comprehend it. If you are if if limited to a particular place, and all you know is that place, you will never ex appreciate what somebody else is saying. Say, there's a better way out. There's a better route out of this thing. No, because all your life you've been caged to see your world from this little hole, from this little square. <laughs> but we're breaking down by the grace of God. We're breaking down those walls. We're breaking down those barriers. And we're delivering people to say, hey, there is a better world outside the world of this thing that I've caged you, that I've limited you, that I've said you will never be anything in your life. You say, how do you not say, well, you can look at my life. I'm a, I'm, I am an example. You see, God doesn't just send us with a message. He also sends us with an experience. That's why they say wisdom builds the house. The best you can learn in life, amen, is to learn from wisdom. You see, I'm preaching from a, from a caravan. This is my caravan. So men of God will never stay in this kind of a caravan to preach. It will, it's, too, it's too downgrading for them. But you see, it is not the environment. It is what you bring into the environment. I define my environment. I define my own atmosphere. If you put me in the Kalahari Desert, guess what? I will create an environment there. And God, people will be coming there. They will come look for me there. Yeah. Because we, everywhere we go, we carry God. The environment doesn't make me. I'm not moved by the mansion or by the, by the, you know, uh, the squatter camp. I'm not, no, no. I can stay anywhere. I can be anywhere. Why? Because of how they've taken me. I've, 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 I've mixed with friends who are 
where you talk about millionaires. Some of them used to deal with oil. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people who are rich. I've been to houses. You think, in fact, they are palace. I've seen it. I've seen it all. And I've lived with people who have nothing. 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 I mean nothing. When you see poverty, you just see poverty around. And, and I come there and I make them feel happy and feel, I mean, in fact, I made them feel, look, you don't need to bother about me. I'm okay. When you come around me, you'll be comfortable because I will never make you feel awkward. You see, so people who don't know all of these things, sometimes they, they try to take advantage, you know, of, of my simplicity. And I, and I laugh at them because I see how blind they are. The spiritual blindness that somebody decides to be simple and then you take advantage of his or her simplicity. That's the height of spiritual blindness. You see, it, 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 that we wear suit and we wear all of this, that we ride this, it doesn't make you anything. <laughs> it doesn't make you anything. It doesn't make you anything. What makes you, amen, is the life you carry. It's the life you carry. It's the knowledge you carry. It's the experience you've carried. Why did the Bible say, and these are the journeys of the children of Israel. God took them through a journey because he wanted their life to become an experience, an open book. It took me a while to get to this place of rest. War, war upon war, seasons of war. You war, all kinds of war. But they bring you to rest. So friends, I'm just encouraging you this morning. There are still yet cities, nations to conquer for God. There are realms we still need to conquer. There are territories we still need to take. But first of all, we've got to take all the territories in our minds. <laughs> we've got to take all the territories in our minds, in our thoughts. All your experience, the Bible says, they are working for good. Why? Because you love God. There are no mistakes in your life. Even the ones that you jump into blindly is part of the process to make you see and realize that except the Lord builds the house, the builders, they build but in vain. Except the Lord watches the city. Amen. The security guy, guys with their, with their guns and all of the, they are just awake but in vain. They will not even see the enemy when he comes. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our strength. The Lord is our shield, is our buckler, is our refuge in times of war. We will not be ashamed. He will not leave us nor forsake us. You've got to understand who you are in him. Rejoice that you have been chosen. Look at that. In the number, in the, in the seven billion of people living on earth, God picked you. He picked you for that experience. He picked you for that situation. Choose to be different. Begin to see yourself from a different light. There's a reason why you did not die in that problem. They kept you till this, to this moment. There's a reason for that. Be a light. Don't be looking at the things you don't have. Rejoice of the things that has been given to you. And celebrate God for that. Don't compare yourself with others. Don't compare your prayer with other people. Oh, that person can pray. No, no, no. Our, our life, our experience shapes our prayer. <laughs> Don't you understand? Our, our prayer is shaped by our experience. 
Yeah. We are all unique. You see your fingers? They're not all the same. They're all unique. That's our life for you. Learn to, learn to be, you know, learn to relax. Learn to feel at home in yourself. And I'm, when I talk about yourself, I'm talking about your crucified self. You see, if you take me now to America in the midst of God knows who, you give me my Bible, just give me my Bible, I would declare the word of God. <laughs> Without even looking twice. No, no, I would. Because I'm myself. I'm not trying to fit in. I'm not trying to, you know, please men. No, no. I just do what the Lord will have me do. Put me anywhere. Take me to India. I will declare the same word. Take me to China. I will give them the word of the Lord. Because God have allowed all kinds of experience into your life that resonates to people. You see, what I'm saying today, I'm sure it's resonating to you. That's why God, amen, has brought you into my space. To, to give you perspective. You know? Part of my journey in life, I walk for hours. I've walked, I've walked about three, four hours walking. Not walking and resting, just walking. Three, four hours to get to my next destination. And I, and I did that for, for months. I lived in a period where nobody wants to take me. You know? You're, you're, you're like a trash in the garbage. Nobody wants you. Just to have a place. And I have to live with this Christian brother. Who finally took me. And I have to walk from church to his house. Because sometimes he also, you know, he doesn't go to church. But I want to go to church. And I have to walk. I had to walk. I was passionate about God. You see, I had, I had nothing else to lose. I grew up not loving God. I grew up not, I, I won't call myself an atheist, but I just said, no, this God thing. You know why? Because the people around me, who all of this family that I told you that I have, they're all Christian. They have seats in the church. You know, it's those churches that you, you have a seat, they bought seats in the church. <laughs> they are important people. They are influential people. I say, you guys have misrepresented God. In fact, this is your God. I don't, if this is God, I don't want this God. You guys are serving. So I, I, I grew up not liking the Christian God. But you see, like I said, I could have turned to a Muslim, but I never turned to a Muslim because the Muslim people that I had around, they were nice. They were the ones giving me food. Some of, the, some of them who are my very close friends, they bought clothes for me. But I never joined them. I didn't know why. If there was a, if it was a religion I was supposed to have joined, that's Muslim. Because the people, you see, people don't want to see your God. They want to see how you represent that God. How you represent. So the people who represent God to me, they did a bad job. <laughs> so I said, no. But God, God knew that he, I needed to go all through that. So that when he was ready for me, even when I said no, I could not resist. You see, that's why today I'm not afraid of death. Because I have died and I've been arisen again. You can't give me any other job. You see, this is this is a full-time job for me. I don't have another job that I'm doing. That's why if you don't bless me, I, I look up to God and say, Father, thank you. <laughs> I'm waiting on you. I don't have no money coming, you know, uh, end of the month. Oh, this, this, this is your salary. I don't have no salary. You are my salary if you bless me. That's how I've been, I've been living my life. I've been living my life like this from the, the, the period God called me into ministry. And I've not lacked. That I don't have me doesn't mean that I lack. No, I don't lack. The fact that I don't have does not mean that I'm lacking. No. 
It's coming. <laughs> That's how we live. It's coming. We keep calling those things that be not as though they were. It's coming. The blessing is coming. The provision is coming. I don't lack. I don't lack anything good. That's what my father says. He, he said he would not allow me to lack anything good. Are you getting this, friends? We have to learn to put our hope and our trust in God, not in a man. The arm of flesh will fail us. And that arm of flesh starts with you. You put your trust in yourself. You will fail. You don't want to put your trust in yourself. You put your trust in God. God is our provider. God is our shield. He's our lawgiver. We live by him. In him we live. In him we have our, the expressions of our life. Many of us need to get to know God in this new day. Because only those who know their God will be strong in this season and will be able to do exploit. You see, the world is looking for people that can do exploit. Well, it starts from knowing God. Not knowing about him, not knowing church, not knowing, knowing religion. Not knowing some, you know, what we call revelation. It's time to get to know God so we can do exploit. Come on. We can do exploit. You've got to turn your heart to the Lord. You've got to give your heart totally to him. There's nothing to lose. I've committed my entire life to him. I'm not afraid of the next thing that will happen to me. I say, oh, what's going to happen when I die? What's going to happen to my children? No, they are secure in God. I'm just an instrument to bring them to this world. Their life is secure in God. If God takes me away tomorrow, listen to this. Whatever experience my children is going to go through will not be because I'm not there. will be because God has prepared that experience for them to become what he has made them for. You see, that's how we live. Because that's how I grew up to realize. I live my life in bitterness until I realize, wait a minute, all of the things that I went through, you know, fighting and say, this person didn't help me, and that auntie didn't help me, that uncle didn't help me, this person didn't help me, all of that were part of the program of God for my life to be what he has made me to be today. Think about that. So we are not disenfranchised. We are not disadvantaged. We are the expression, hallelujah, of the speakings of God to humanity. That is what is different in me when other ministers look at me. Everybody like, they just, they just like the aura around you. But they don't know what you've been through. They don't know what, what made that. You see, when you, when you consider, when you consider the price, when you consider the element of the oil, ah, you won't pray next time and say, God anoint me. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Before you say, Lord, pour the oil on me. You, when you think of the making of the oil, the price. You be careful how you use the oil. But that's our life. So let's be encouraged this morning. Let's have our standing Let's rejoice. Let's stop living our life. Amen. Like, like a switch. You switch up. You switch on, you switch off. The day you switch on, ah yes, I love God. The, way, the day you don't, lose, you don't want to do, you switch off. Keep the light on. Keep the fire burning. Keep the lamp burning. It said the light must not go off. 
There should never be a day you wake up you don't feel like. This thing is not a call to feeling. It's a call to duty. It's, a, it's an assignment. It's your mandate. Don't, don't give excuse. Imagine the priest giving an excuse. <laughs> Imagine. One of these days would we'll, we'll deal with the concept of the priesthood. You wake up. Oh, I'm so tired. Hey, my back is aching today. I cannot, I cannot do the job of priest today. But people are waiting for you. Heaven is waiting for you. They want to give you or, uh, the, 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 the direction for the day. You say, you, <laughs> uh, Lord, today I have my back. If I, if I tell you all the pain that I have just sitting here, I've got some ungodly chairs here. The one I used yesterday that goes that turned that way where I brought this one. I don't know which one is worse. Are you getting the point that I'm making? There are pain to this thing. But for the joy of a nation that will be birthed. For the joy of sons that will be birthed. For the joy of the harvest that is coming to the kingdom. You endure the pain. He said, because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross. That's the point. So if you want a palatable gospel, well, maybe that will come in the next, uh, God knows what. Or you have to go to all these prophet liars. Because they will give you, they will give you the kind of gospel you want. Soft spot gospel. Land me softly. <laughs> Don't preach that here. Not the kingdom. This is the gospel of the kingdom. We rejoice in him. In our weakness, his strength is perfected. Father, we thank you. Honor and glory to your name. Somebody is going to hear this word this morning and be transformed. Somebody is going to hear this word this morning, Father, and be encouraged because I know that's your heart desire. The little parts that I've shared about my own life, I'm sure it will encourage somebody to keep on Wherever that person is, wherever that person is across the earth, when they hear this word, let them know that it's flowing from a heart that is full of love. A heart that has no ambition, that has no agenda, that has no leaven, that has no yeast. This is a heart, oh God, that you have shaped after so much broken, broken, yes, after so much threshing. And you're still breaking me. Because daily we must die. But I thank you, God, that this word will encourage my desire this morning. In this new beginning of the month of May. That somebody will feel strengthened. That the economy of our life will be renewed, will be revived. We live by the economy of the spirit. That in this brand new day, spirit of God. You will sprinkle your life upon the heart of your people. You will awaken, O oh God, the spirit of your people. You will give them direction, clarity. In this day where the wine, men have run out of wine and the pot, the wine pot has become empty. Lord, that you grant them strength once again to go to the stream to fetch fresh water. For the miracle that is about to take place. 
We thank you, Lord, this morning. Everyone, I pray for them. Everyone listening and watching me. And those that will be watching, I pray, listening. I pray, oh God, that as they hear this word, a miracle of engagement will begin. A miracle of commitment, of consistency. A miracle, yes, Lord, to, to begin to invest into their personal growth will begin to take place. That they will not take their personal growth for granted. Because it's in your personal growth that you can grow others. You can give what you don't have. I pray for them, oh God. That they will be challenged, motivated, encouraged, inspired. But they will not perspire. I thank you, oh God, this morning. May your glory continue to radiate in their hearts. You said you are about to do something new in our lives. Let it spring forth, oh God. Help us to know it. Help us to see it. Make us a testimony to our family, our community, our city, our nation. This continent, oh God, and to the world. We thank you. We honor your name. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much, Brother Derek. Yes, I received the word. Thank you. Ah, amen. I receive, I receive the word. I receive the strength. Thank you, everyone, this morning for connecting with me. I want to believe that you've been inspired this morning. You've been encouraged. It wasn't something that I planned. Of course, we don't have anything planned here. We just allow the Spirit of God amen, to, to direct us, to lead us. Just open your mouth and speak. Thank you. God bless you all this morning for connecting. May God continue to strengthen you. Hopefully, I will see you guys later so we can see how we can begin to conclude amen, our, our engagement on transition and transgenerational shift. What a message. Oh, I can't remember, you know, when last the spirit of God, the heaven has opened just to, you know, flow in that kind of grace and anointing to, to speak a prophetic now word to the body of Christ. All right. So hopefully between now and uh, 10 o'clock, we should be able, should, we should be able to get ready. Amen. To, to continue that teaching again. We'll see how we can begin to conclude it. But have yourself a prosperous May. May this month of May be amen, a month where your economy will continually grow and continually develop. May this month be a, a period where God will give you insight, direction, amen, and leading into the recovery of your economy and, of course, the economy of our nation. God bless you guys. See you later. Bye-bye.